1: Ma'ayeh <imitation> od continue to ask to remember always the disease there is like well. I could... I could a human being there is to not forget everything so you
2: I Na
1: na 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 na. I'm <laughs> i Bum, bum, Give me all I Say <laughs>
0: In the A.M. Good morning and welcome everybody to another amazing Friday morning Erev Shabbos radio broadcast. It's Friday, July 21st, the 27th of Tammuz. It's Erev Shabbos, Parsha's Matos and Maseh we get set to wrap up the book of Bamidbar. That was Barry Weber with Shabbos He. You heard Mimkomcha, that was Ofi Nat. Chabad choir had Nigun Shabbos, L'Chad O'Dee uh, from Shabbos Deg Krakow, Nigun was Mayor Davis and Company. Ari Goldwag had Boe Vishalom and Mam, and Mamin Bin Sim, and Regesh and Modani opening things up. And we say good morning, a three weeks format good morning on this era of Shabbos, smack in the middle of the three weeks. The nine days begin late Sunday night as we bench Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av on Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av will be a one day Rosh Chodesh. On Monday, candle lighting time on this of Shabbos, Parshas, Matos, and Massey here in New York, 8.01, your official candle lighting time, 8.01, candle lighting time on this of Shabbos as we get set uh, for the um, second of the three Shabbatot in the three weeks. 77 degrees outside with mostly sunny weather, high temperature today, 96 degrees. What do you think of that? My gosh. Partly cloudy tonight, low 76. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. A high temperature, 92 for Shabbos. Whew, 88 in I'm Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp missouri enjoying 67-degree weather as they wake up. We are at uh, 77 here on a Friday. As we say good morning at uh, JM in the AM. Rabbi Yudin joins us at 8.15 with Matos Mase at 7.40 this morning Eastern time. Just over an hour from now, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. will join us for the weekly update that is happening uh, 7.40 Eastern time this morning. We'll discuss the news of the day, of the week, what affects Israel and the Jewish world. That's uh, what we do every single Friday here at JM the AM, we call it. The weekly updates. That'll be coming up a little later on right here at JM in the AM. 6.33, 27 minutes before the hour, we continue with Leif Tahar at JM in the AM.
2: <laughs>
1: come me, i love but it interferes the like lenaroy Tell me God man I love God Godallelujah I Our
3: Lord is, O
1: sham ya nu khuy giy ka wa ya lamaza ya lamaza ya
2: yom chekul Shaba shabassu du kha le
1: khayr khayyo labin yon chekul o shabassu du kha le Mall of the Old Testament, the HaKadosh, HaKadosh, Wow, pa pa pa
4: pa pa. Wow 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 wow.
5: Shah lahela kakadisha di brakol Nafsha irin kadishinu day enasha te wa
1: If you
2: I me I doi give all i shoyalim Ai me coin ai
6: me coin che voi
2: So shoyalim, shoyalim I of I Molly, oy lam, make
3: Miss Shoyanim, Shoyanim, I
2: I I I am a coin giveaway. I am a coin I am a coin
0: With uh, Lenny Solomon, Shlacapella. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. You heard a bunch of great Shabbos acapella selections. Ashish Heil from Yehuda. Eighth Day had I.A. McComb. Yehuda Solomon with the Shamru. Lechado D done by 613. B'Tachon had Curry Bone. Shabbos and Gilo from Leif Tahar. Candle lighting at 8.01. Double Parsha this week. Or Yudin will address it later on. Weekly update with Malcolm Honeline coming up at 7.40 Eastern Time. We bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio
6: News next. <laughs> עם סיום תפילות יום השישי בערב בית החלו עימותים בין פלסטינים לבין כוחות הביטחון בערה העתיקה בירושלים, משער שכם דווח כתבנו אריאל
0: זיגלר. מוקדים בית של מוסלמים באזור שאר אריות השתתפו בהפירות הסדר חברי קנסת מהראשימה המשותפת. המשטרה פורצת בכולם מקדימים לפיצורת את פרגנות בירמון הalem ובאמצעים לפיצור פרגנות. כל בשאר שכם נרשמו מאות חיקוקים מסיומה של תפילה. רוב המתפללים מתפזרו לאלויםות.
6: ועדי כהה אומר בחירفلسطينי כי ישראל דחטה פיתרון למחלוקת בארבעה יד שיציאה ארצות הברית. כתבו ג'קי חוגי.
5: חתם Abdel Kader, ארה"ב, ירושלים מיתם תנועת פטר כי واشنطن יציא להאיץ את הגליים ולהציף גלאי אחד בمكان צדדי לวดיקת חשודים וחבילות. אזא עלית את נחטה.
6: Abdel Kader ניצא הבוקר בידיעת משטרה
5: מחשה
6: פרשת הצוללות נחתם הסכם עד המדינה עם איש העסקי מיקי גנור, כתבתנו הדס שטייף. נראה כי מעמצי הפרקליטות המשטרה ואורך גינו של מיקי גנור אלי זוהר להסכם את תנאי הפעלתו כעד מדינה צלחו, בצהריים הוא הווה לבית משפט השלום בפתח תקווה, לאחר הסכם כל הצדדים, הוא נשלח למעצר בית שבמדכן משטרתי ולא בביתו, כך למשך 14 ימים, במהלכם הוא יעביר לחוקרי המשטרה את כל המידע שיש בידו על פרש כל אמצעי התקשורת תושללו ממנו באותם הימים, ולאחריהם הוא לא יוכל לצאת מתחומי ישראל למשך 90 יום. פרשת בזק, מנכלית החברה הנדלר, שוחררה ממעצר בית. בעל השליטה אלוביץ' יורחק ממשרדי החברה. כתבתנו שירנאות.
4: בעל השליטה בבזק שאול אלוביץ' הורחק ממשרדי חברת בזק ויאס ל-60 יום. מנכלית בזק סאלה הנדלר שוחררה גם היא במגבלות חמורות. לא תוכל לעסוק בענייני הסדרה רגולציה בזק במשך 60 יום. בנו שאול אלוביץ' אור אלוביץ' שוחרר ממעצר בית, והיועצת המשפטית של בזק שוחרה גם היא ממעצר בית.
6: סמוך למושב מצליח שבשפלה חילצה משטרה גבר כוון 40 שהיה לחות במשך 16 שעות מתחת לחספת במשקל 800 קילוגרם. כתבנו נתן אל דרשן. במשך 16 שעות שכב תושב פתח תקווה פורץ כספות במקצועו מתחת לכסף את הכבדה שנפלה עליו במהלך עבודתו. לאחר שבת זוגו הבחינה בכך שלא שב לויתו, הזעיקה את המשטרה שפתחה בסריקות אחרות. ושמצאו אותו במפעל שבו עבד באותו הערב, הזעיקו השוטרים את כוחות הכיבוי, והוא חולה צופונה החולים קפלן במצב בינוני. התחסית מהיום ועד ראשון עלייה בשני כבר חם מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שהאורך עומרי רחמימוב, ביצוע טכני שחר עמרן.
0: In the AM, Habit, done by Avrami Flam. Before that, Ali Gerstner in the Chevro with Gam Ki a uh, Acapella, three weeks format Friday on this Erev Shabbos, Parsha's Matos and Masay as we close out the Book of Bamidbar. Candle lighting at 8.01 on this Erev Shabbos, 8.01. Monday is uh, Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. We will bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Uh, one day, Rosh Chodesh. Monday, Rosh Chodesh. Menachemov. heat wave in New York, mostly sunny, high 96, tomorrow up to 92, boy oh boy, 88 right now in Yerushalayim, 67 up in Guilford, New York, where Camp Messora is waking up on a Friday, Erev Shabbos. Uh, we go to our app comments, Nachum Single Network app for NSN, app for Android and iPhone. Um, good morning, Nachum, could you please play Yeshiva Boys a cappella, that's the listener Yitzchak, no problem, we'll do that, we'll do that coming up next. Listener Sam says, Boker Tov nahum. kindly give a shout-out to my best friend Mo Dembitzer, who's managing our bungalow and is listening religiously. Thank you, Mo. Mo Dembitzer with the big shout-out on an early Friday morning here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up, including the weekly update, 7.40 Eastern time this morning. The weekly update right here at JM in the AM.
1: I'll na rosa.
7: You can't turn He'll never turn you back When you look too passionate
8: Trust in, Trust in him, keep your head held tight, let your soul just start let to sink in the
1: different walk with confidence in your stride when you think of Hashem's love and you know you're always on his mind there's a light you've got to shine a job no one else can do Hashem's giving you the tools tools. now the rest comes down to you cause Hashem loves you yes you're his greatest prize. oh Hashem loves you he's always by your side you can see that good you got inside. It's up to you. All you need is to decide. Cause Hashem loves you. Yes, Hashem loves you. You're His greatest prize. That's the Hashem loves you. Oh, Hashem loves you. Always by your side. Always by your side. Oh, you can see it. That good you have inside.
7: That good you got. It's up to you. All you need is to decide. Na
1: na na na. שאומת אביו או ו Acer הכיר הזה לי את הלב, Shalakli, mata nota noya, piqueturisim shelkavanai, gulim shele muna nota noya, piqueturisha, uchalakli, mata nota noya, piqueturisha, uchalakli, mata nota That he Ki that he had. He had. He had. He had. He had. He had. Dati, and that tea can be bi home, at home, and call the bi Can be at home, and me bi. I'm <speaking in the world>
0: Friday morning. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com. If you want to print out, uh, I don't know, thousands of articles before Shabbos about Israel and the Jewish world, go to the site, JewishWorldReview.com. Also, only Simchas.com continues to utilize our content here at JMNAM for great stories, interesting stories, a whole bunch of stuff from around, the, uh, from around the world. Check out their news feed on a daily basis. Again, it's only com, Not just Simbachot, but other news as well. Arab Shabbos, Parshas, Matos, and Masay, Candle lighting at 8.01 on this Arab Shabbos. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av will be on Monday. Rosh Chodesh on Monday. As we get closer and closer to the nine days, our nine days format begins Monday. And as we get closer and closer to Tisha B'av and the eventual conclusion to our three weeks format, A day after Tisha B'Av, we head to Israel and um, kick things off for another exciting season. And I certainly hope you'll be with us each and every day tuning in. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM.
9: Thank you. Good to be with you.
0: Appreciate that. Good to have
9: Shabbos again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you say thank God it's Friday, you really mean it, huh? <laughs> you better believe it. Um, all right, tell us the update. Uh, we know there were riots, uh, if we could call it that, on Nahar Abayt yesterday, yesterday, uh, last night in Yerushalayim. And obviously we know Friday's a big day on the Temple Mount in terms of the number of people that converge on it. Uh, what's the latest from up there?
9: That there, there were a number of arrests. There has been a, a lot of clashes. The police were well prepared. Uh I think that they're still expecting more but the b- big crowds came today to uh to go to Al Aqsa and uh you see already that it 's becoming a political issue we could saying we 're not going to yield anything yeah. and and it really it's it 's a completely false issue it 's again uh, something that is being revved up and the, the you know and I think you can trace it to, to Abbas in large part because of his constant references to Al-Aqsa being under siege the the mosque up on the Temple Mount and the, uh, and the fact that he says the temples don't exist, he's gone further and further in, um, in, in denigrating at the United Nations, at UNESCO. Uh, the PA is behind many of these measures, and this is really an unacceptable um, manifestation because this is something that enrages people. We saw the demonstration outside the synagogue, Neve Shalom, in Istanbul. And I have to say there are people who believe that Turkey is fomenting some of this, that Turkey, uh, Erdogan, has invested a lot of money in Jerusalem and trying to replace, supplant uh, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Morocco, who traditionally played a role, especially Jordan uh, and less so, uh, Morocco. Um, And the, the... um, his role as uh, uh, wanting to build a caliphate, etc., uh, is manifested in, in this regard by his investment in Jerusalem, just as he is building mosques everywhere. So you see that there it's, it's part of a much bigger picture. It comes a, a week after the vote by UNESCO about uh, uh, Maratamachpella, the Cave of the Patriarchs, about Hebron, and the earlier votes against Jerusalem. And this is, it, it, it's a tinderbox. When you say al is under siege, it can set off uh, massive demonstrations. And I was told the PA had committed to containing it, and that may well have be the case, and why so far the the number of injured and others uh, is limited. You know, there are there are uh, metal detectors at the Vatican. There are at mosques. There are at many of the important churches.
0: And we know about the Kotel, of course.
9: And, of course, to go into the Kotel. So it's not a discriminatory measure. The policemen who were killed last week were killed protecting Muslims. They were Druze policemen who were there to help maintain order so people could go and pray on Friday at uh, at bite, as they do. And the and, uh, weapons
0: were hidden uh, in, uh, on the Temple Mount.
9: Which shows collusion, likely collusion, of members of the waqs. And there were many things: explosives, other stuff. There's no excuse and no reason why these things should be there. So the metal detectors will prevent further weapons being brought up. Even though yeah, I guess they could smuggle things there if they want. Oh,
0: trust me, we know the logic behind it. It's just amazing that Israel doesn't enforce it. That's all. Uh, you you got to go back to that point because I mean, and historically, uh, you could educate me here as well. Why is it to the advantage of Jordan? And in the case you just mentioned, why would it be to the advantage of Erdogan and Turkey? Uh, To foment violence on Harabayat. I'm not understanding the connection.
9: I I don't know that they wanted to. to, Well, Jordan certainly didn't want to foment violence there, although they are often very critical because it's a play to their domestic constituency. And. you know, it's always good to have a, a target to divert attention to. In terms of uh, President Erdogan, I'm saying this is an accusation in, uh, that has been made, and but there's, certainly there's been a long time. And I think I've reported here for a long time about his designs uh, in, in Jerusalem because it is a symbol of control. It makes you a leader of the Muslim world. That he he has all they contested. Uh, Iran contests Saudi Arabia's control of Mecca, Medina uh because these are the the sites that establish you uh, as a leader and uh, elevate your status and when they're trying to be a caliph or a uh, the pseudo caliph then this is a, a, a very important uh um, right, right. now also they're trying to, to establish that,
0: they, that, that when it comes to harabi you got to answer to us
9: also, I think it could be a diversion. you know Abbas is having real troubles in gaza he uh and uh, so this becomes a diversion of attention and certainly has domestic problems uh um, that are very great and the the, the uh, and here he I know the administration others have put, uh, put the message to him. It is not true the administration told them that they should remove the uh the the metal detectors this is a decision that they recognize has to be made by police and, and it 's a security decision, um, and we remember that that in the agreement that was reached after sixty seven we gave israel gave away much more than they should have and much more than many people today think was responsible um, in that Jews and christians can 't pray they can visit, but only Muslims can pray there, and yet despite israel 's Generosity in over all these years in, in respecting those rights and protecting them, uh, what they get back? Abbas saying that the dirty feet, meaning Christians and Jews stepping on the holy ground, is is unacceptable, uh, and the um, and of course this cry of of Al Aqsa um, h- is in danger.
0: All right, so status quo or not? Meaning. If one you know would see Harabayat right now, is, is it behaving? Are things up there happening, and are people behaving like a regular Friday?
9: Well, no. There's a much bigger crowd than on a regular Friday, and there have been clashes. And theoretically, they have to go through the plus a larger police presence. I don't know right? the degree to which they are actually enforcing that. Plus,
0: um, right plus the larger police presence
9: right and then you have the much larger police right. presence.
0: Um, you, you've said to me uh, I think both on the show and and off the air that this uh, that, that you never know you never know how this could explode God forbid into a really difficult and tough situation any minute. How would you describe it right now? Are we at that point where uh, we, you know we're, we're, we're one little episode or some other type of uh, of um, you know, action away from God forbid something very serious happening?
9: I think that the danger here is that somebody gets killed or or seriously wounded or that they lose control over a mob um, in this setting. It's, it's true in many in similar circumstances, uh, often when there are big demonstrations and when people are whipped up. And remember, it's also hot there. Right. Uh, so all, all of these are ingredients for potential explosion, I think. Israeli police have done a very good job, and I hope that the PA is cooperating. We'll know afterwards uh, that that to contain this, nobody will gain in the end. And to go your essential question before about Jordan and Palestinians, in the end, nobody gains if this thing gets out of control.
0: Um, and and the um, and um, I'm just
9: (laughs) well, the one other thing that I can (laughs) that that this is a way also to put pressure on the United States by the Palestinian Authority to say, look, we're the only ones who can control it. If you don't negotiate with us, if you don't stop the demands and start listening to our side, they accuse them of being one-sided, which I don't think is, uh, is necessarily the case. Uh, but Abbas is finally being held to account. So this becomes a diversion not on one hand, but also a point of leverage.
0: And now I remember what I was going to ask you. the uh, The Israeli authorities... Um, would you agree that they're sort of sending out mixed messages and you'd love to see more unity when it comes to cracking down on the hara regulations?
9: Well, I think there has to be consistency and you have to, I, I don't know that they're sending mixed signals. They try to uh, be temperate in the response because they know how much of a flare up and how this thing can get out of control. And, and especially during the hot, hot seasons when people anyway are often on, on edge. And uh, but I think that asserting the rights of of Israel and of the Jewish people and and for that matter of Christians to these sites that it are being diminished and and uh, denigrated and too often yielding on smaller points to to accommodate or not to enforce such as when they, uh, Arafat did all that destruction on the Temple Mount when they were. Uh, cutting up huge stones and we went to the prime minister we paid for a plane to take pictures uh, then it was sharon but but it's been true all along that you have to assert not in a confrontational way but i think in an incremental way and and a legitimate way the authority of the government and the the um, assertion also of our rights in these places
0: um, Iran and Syria, how do they view the Hezbollah weapons build up, up north? They would prefer it not happen, or they consider them an ally and a trusted ally?
9: How does who view it?
0: Iran and Syria.
9: They're behind it. And that's it? And uh, the, it is Iran that is providing the weapons, and as you know, the reports of the building an underground factory for the assembling of missiles and other weapons. The uh, highway that they are building, the trans, the resistance highway, as they call it, or the uh, Shiite Crescent Highway, going from Tehran Syria, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, will give them the ability to move materiel all the way up. They don't have to fly it, and it becomes less of a target. saw so the prime minister mentioned this week that, that they had hit uh, Hezbollah shipments he said dozens of times uh, we don 't know the exact number, but certainly uh, m- numerous times uh, the build up is reflected in the more than one hundred and fifty thousand missiles or one hundred and twenty five thousand missiles. everybody has numbers, but we don 't know how many are operational and how many and, and how many are long range and shorter range, but enough by any count to cause massive damage. And we know that they have built a whole subground infrastructure in southern Lebanon. Uh, and many houses host a, a living room, dining room, and missile room, uh, that, where, where Hezbollah has placed uh, missiles. And today Hezbollah is a dominant force inside the Iranian government. Uh, it is no longer uh, outside of the government or separate from the government. The, the buildup, though, is connected. You can't separate it from what is going on in Syria. Itself, where you have 8,000 Hezbollah in Syria, together with tens of thousands of others of uh, militia, Shiite militia that Iran is bringing in, 30,000 from Afghanistan, Pakistan, other places, um, plus Iran's own troops, the IRGC, which is increasing its presence. And part of the reason for the road is that it brings it up and along the border with Israel. Which is why Israel is so assertive about the peace deal, uh, the ceasefire deal that was reached between Russia and the United States, why it feels it endangers its border, its consideration, and needs were not sufficiently taken into consideration, or if at all. Both countries have assured Israel that they will work and they will move to protect Israel's border, but. That means that you have to not do it retroactively, but you have to assertively prevent Iran from building this highway. It means that we have to prevent Iran or pro-Iranian forces or even Assad forces from being along the border of Jordan and Israel, and meaning the Golan, uh, and, of course, the border with Lebanon, which is today on the, in the hands of, of Hezbollah already. Yeah. So the the, the the question you ask is, is uh, really integral to the all of these developments that we 've seen in in the uh, in Syria, and of course the competition between the different parties, the new bases that they keep announcing the, uh, Russia has two bases Turkey uh, is wants to build a base, and Iran is now talking about a third base that they military base so they 're talking about a long term permanent uh, presence, which obviously is is uh, a direct threat to Israel. And uh, and and the story that came out. Joe, so we can discuss about what Israel is doing. Look at all these guys spending billions of dollars in military confrontation, where Israel is the one providing relief and assistance to Syrian people.
0: Um, and and uh, and I know that this, just just to reiterate the I mean, you've sort of indicated over the last few weeks. Because you know what happens, especially during the summer months, you hear about Hezbollah build up up north. You worry about what you know could potentially happen to Israel, as you just alluded to. Um, and I know predictions are not something you're going to make, but but it seems you are less, a, a slightly less concerned about something full scale happening in Israel's north right now because of the situation you just described, with other countries sort of guaranteeing and overseeing uh-huh. things, than you would have been in the past. Is that accurate?
9: It is accurate, but it's not because of what the foreign governments do are doing, but because Israel has made clear what its response will be. I don't think the Lebanese people want a war. I don't think anybody right now wants a war, including Hezbollah, because they're not prepared. And I think the Iranians don't want to see all of their investment with them uh, destroyed. And especially until they solidify their control of Iran, they're not going to want to see an escalation. Uh, with With uh, Hezbollah, I mean we are sending sometimes mixed messages from here, you know with the ending of the money for the CIA covert program to uh, which you know armed the anti assad uh, rebels now it 's true that many of these anti assad rebels are um, didn 't prove to be such great allies. But and Jordan, it seems agreed to to the move, but others like Senator McCain from his hospital bed uh, criticized it and said that it's it's it'll send us the wrong message. Uh, we are arming and, and aiding the some of the Kurdish groups that are fighting with us, and are, of course been the reliable uh ally in in this uh but everybody you know claims that they're the ones advancing on on ISIS and that they are. Um, in control, whereas it is the Kurds who are moving along the Euphrates River Valley and uh, against ISIS near Raqqa in a most effective way. So, th- th- every me- everything that takes place now is a strong message. And when the United States and Russia come to some sort of an agreement, without the parties being party party to it, without having the prior uh, input, it certainly um, makes it the more difficult. Yeah,
0: you know, the ISIS factor. Would that make it? Maybe that's one of the differences between now and ten years ago. That there, that the radical groups, you know, are the target of so many "quote unquote" peace wanting countries.
9: Well, I don't know for ten years ago, but certainly from five or six years ago when ISIS was considered a major threat. But Mm -hmm. the major threat then and now still remains Iran, and Iran has all of its proxies, whether it's Hezbollah or the Shiite militia or whatever. But their goal. Is closer than ever, meaning to having control and uh, a permanent presence in, in Syria, a, a dictating presence in, right. in Syria, because they and the Russians have the common interest of in maintaining Assad in power.
0: I sort of think ISIS distracts them, it distracts people from Iran sometimes.
9: But ISIS today is so diminished in its uh, presence, and and ISIS, in a sense, was blocking also the that highway uh, in, inside Syria because of the area they controlled. And now we have to make sure that it doesn't fall easily into Iranian or pro-Iranian hands, so that they that facilitates them extending the highway. Uh, but it, 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 the the role of ISIS. ISIS will will go back revert to being a terrorist organization. Continue its attacks. They're doing it now even in areas they gave up in, inside Syria and inside Iraq. Uh, they'll remain a nuisance, but. Uh, I don't think that today it, it, it is perceived. It's still the target of the United States Said we're here to eradicate it, and they have to finish the job and make sure it's done right. You have all these foreign fighters, and coming to terms with that is going to be very difficult, how the countries will protect themselves from returning guys and or people sent into various countries. And, uh, uh, you know, I just saw a story yesterday which, again, gets almost no attention, but a, a, a high-ranking Iranian... Basiji, uh, which is the most extreme group uh, of the RGC, the ones who go around the streets and beating up people and doing terrible things, uh, was arrested coming into Boston under the guise that he was a cancer researcher. And uh, he, he was a, a leader of the, their military force, the Basiji uh, military force and a high-ranking, which is IRGC. And he was involved in military research programs, in oppressing dissidents, and all sorts of other things, according to the uh, reports. In fact, he got a Kafia from the Supreme Leader in recognition of his uh, activities, so you know that that he didn't get it for uh, his noble deeds and (laughs) humanitarian efforts. So uh, the idea that that people will come back into the country, thank God he was caught, but it's... it's, uh, um, the, with the domination of Iraq, the domination of Syria by Iran. That is today the primary threat.
0: It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Malcolm Holine is with us. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Uh, we call this the weekly update every Friday morning. Um, yeah, we had Senator Schumer on. He had gone gone to the Senate floor and echoed the words of President Macron of France that anti-Zionism is a smoke, essentially is a smokescreen for anti-Semitism. And not taking anything away from Senator Schumer from Macron and his environment, uh, that's a pretty brave statement to make, right?
9: I, I don't think it's brave to go in the Senate. I think it's true, and I think it's, no, I'm uh, saying uh, him in France. I'm saying Army.
0: Macron in France. I'm saying is a it's a you know he's, he's, yeah. it's a much <laughs> much rougher area to say that than
9: here. That is true, and he is. But I think we have to be careful not to see that 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 they politicize. And not Schumer. I'm talking about Macron. Right um that it is true that anti Zionism is the new anti Semitism. Of course it's what we have talked about and why right. the B D S movement, which say they target Israel or businesses, the West Bank, etc. at its core is anti Semitism. It's the denial of the right to have the Jewish people to have a state. They don't believe Israel should exist in any borders. So his declaration is very important. I thought Schumer's statement uh, got a lot of attention and was very important in the in the Senate. Right. But you know, anti Semitism is today a growing cancer in all parts of the world. Anti-Zionism is one part of it. But we knew all along that anti-Zionism was simply a cover to say that, well, we don't hate all Jews. We only hate Zionist Jews. We hate Israel. When we know, in fact, that that, was just for political uh, convenience, not because that. that's the, the essence. It doesn't mean you can't disagree, and there are people who have legitimate differences with Israel, including most Israelis, but the, the, that is not what we're talking about when we talk about BDS, when we talk about uh, the anti-Semitic manifestations of the left and the right in, in Europe and even in this country. Right.
0: Understood. Do you think radical BDS supporters should be banned from Israel?
9: Look, I think every country has a right to set rules for who comes in. It has to be universally applied. I think it, it has to be uh, thought through, not just a uh, knee-jerk reaction, but so far they haven't barred tens of thousands of birthright people come and others come and nobody's been barred from the country. Now there are cases they say that there are people who want to come. Well, why would you admit people into a country who do they say and, and admit that they want to foment? Uh, trouble that they want to work for the destruction of the state that they don't agree with the right of the state to exist that's not a matter of free speech it's a matter of security and i don't think that that uh, you know the criticism of israel wanting to protect its people its and itself from having uh, you know known and declared haters of israel be given we we bar people from this country every country does every country has has limits so I think again, it has to be done smart and judiciously, but I think it's legitimate.
0: Hmm. Do we ban people from this country who speak against the United States, who have hateful speech against the United States? I don't know the answer to that question, but I mean, I know you know, barring you know, for certain actions, I I can understand, but I don't know if uh, you know people who speak against America, if. Uh, well- if,
9: well, of course there are people who are denied visas who are known to be hostile activists or uh, hostile in other countries or in this country. For their, and,
0: even for their speech, not just for their actions.
9: Well, free, as I said, there has to be some definition of, of what it is. Right. But, you know, today words kill. Words we know incite. And these people are not just people who have expressed a philosophical difference with Israel. They should, on that grounds, they should not be barred. But on those who are actively leading these campaigns to denigrate and delegitimize Israel, why, why should there be an automatic pass and say you can do whatever you want, you can call for the destruction of Israel, but if you want to come, you're welcome. Got it.
0: Uh, are there, in fact, major pro-Israel organizations in this country that are against supporting the Taylor Force anti-terror bill
9: they're not against it the, the only reservations and it was a reservation held by many members of the senate was about the, the certain aspects of it on the definition how it would be implemented you know cutting uh, there, there are people who are against cutting it because they say then the burden would fall on Israel cutting aid um, and if it would force the collapse uh, and the question of presidential prerogative so building in a waiver or no waiver for the president over the Taylor force act the, the, the act itself is a very important statement, and it seems that the p a just won 't listen they 've had every opportunity to uh, cut back and to to eliminate this horrific practice, but instead, according to philly 's report, they increased it by fifteen percent the amount of money being paid. Uh, in their but from their budget to terrorists, the salaries that go to the families or to the terrorists themselves uh, or surviving families, and, and the pensions that they give uh, these guys that can run for 30 years or 40 years as long as they're in prison, uh, murderers, and, and the more that they give and according to interviews that were done with uh, terrorists, uh, they said they were incentivized and that they regretted they didn't kill more because then their family would have gotten more. So the... the the, this whole campaign uh, uh, is an important message to say we're not going to tolerate it. You can't keep excusing it that Abbas, for years now, it's been exposed. We know that they are still lionizing murderers, that the, a key PA official visited the morning temp, temp, tent for the guy who killed the police people uh, in Israel. Uh, these are This is intolerable. This is, no country should have to put up with this. And the, the um, tolerance till now is questioned by many people because it, it takes a heavy price.
0: Yeah, but the negative aspects of supporting it, I understand if senators you know, need to voice that. I don't know if major Jewish organizations should be out there doing that. A bill like this, I would think everybody... I don't the, know that
9: anybody has spoken against it. I think everybody is... They're hesitant to, it hesitant, to,
0: hesitant to support it when people are turning to them for support.
9: I think, it, first of all, it has changed, and with, and many Democrats have come on board, and others, and they will work out the language. That, that it was more about some of the details. It wasn't about support for the legislation in principle. Everybody agreed to it in principle. and People said no tail of force was an American Marine killed, stabbed, a uh, former Marine killed in Tel Aviv, uh, and, um, and, and this bill was named in his memory. So I don't think that anybody disputes that the word, as I said, differences over some of the provisions. Israel has had reservations about uh, cutting off all the aid to them, because then ultimately the burden will fall on Israel. Yeah,
0: That I get. Uh, were you in the room at the um, uh, Christians United for Israel conference when the Vice President Pence again promised, promised, according to the quote, that the President will move the embassy to Jerusalem?
9: I was not. I was there before. I spoke earlier in the day with an amazing panel that they put together. And I have to say, anybody who has a chance to go in the future, uh, there were many people, many Amicus there. People will tell you and, and go online and look at the session. Where, um, one I spoke at uh, it was a major panel in the afternoon, which was with uh, John Bolton and Alan West and Eric Steckelback. Uh, and Mike, I was the token Jew on that panel, I think. <laughs> uh, and, and, but. 5,000 people so vehemently in love with Israel, so supportive, and there's no missionizing going on. Pastor Hagee uh, does not allow it, and I think he, he's a great friend. This is making a difference. People came from all 50 states, and an interesting thing is that the vast majority, maybe 90%, are first-timers, meaning that, that unlike we, and people go to, let's say, APAC go every year and don't even think about it, these people save up. In order to come, these are the heart of America people they and they um, you know and it's expensive to fly in and hotel and the conference itself, etc
0: why do you think of the penns promise
9: I think he's very sincere, I think vice president means it, and he says it's not if but when, right. and that has been the line all along um
0: yeah soviet Tannenbaum was with us yesterday I don't know if there's a better observer of of American life you know in terms of American view of of the Jewish community. He said something interesting. He said that um, that in the fundamentalist uh, uh, community in the United States, the older generation is much more supportive of Israel than the younger. Is that something you agree with or not?
9: Yes, and we have been trying to address it. We are taking the millennial leaders to Israel. and Once they're exposed, it helps a lot, but they are more open to some of the propaganda campaigns and much more exposed and because the Palestinians, with the aid often of Others, including uh, uh, people said from the former administration, with bringing sponsoring trips for evangelicals to the West Bank and not to Israel, um, that the uh, yes, there is a, a, a weakening, and we are trying to address it. I know Pastor Hagee has built up this Kufaion campus, who have done great work and fighting BDS. Uh, but we have to be vigilant, and with every age group, and it's not necessarily because they're turning against Israel, uh, but because they—they they, um, in general, this generation doesn't have strong as strong a commitment. Right. But I saw there were a couple of the crazies from the Turcarter outside, uh, and I saw how many of the young people walked over or came to me and asked, "What what are they about? Why do they? What are they against? What is the problem?" and uh, the parents just walked by them and disregarded them.
0: How embarrassing that you and mm-hmm. others who uh, are Yamaka wearers have to go through that.
9: More than embarrassing, and again, I say that's the power of the pocketbook. There has to be a message for them to stand there and protest against Christians expressing their love for Israel. It's <sighs> is beyond embarrassment.
0: That's a ten times bigger chutzpah than being at the celebrate Israel parade. I My. think
9: it's much bigger issue. Unbelievable.
0: Um, tell me about the new Iran related sanctions please uh, this this t- t- this is getting a little bit confusing already trying to keep track whether in fact and who to believe which columnist to believe whether in fact Iran is violating the Iran deal or not so I'd love your perspective on that and then and then new sanctions from Washington this week what's that all about
9: Okay so the president has to certify every 3 months that Iran is in compliance with the provisions of the JCPOA, the Iran agreement. And how, the they, how do they do that?
0: How do they certify that?
9: Well, the, that they haven't uh, busted out of the nuclear program, that they're not enriching uranium. Those are the really the components, because we know in every other area, from missile development to um, support for terrorism, et cetera. and the president said that they certainly are violating the spirit of the law. And the, the, these sanctions against 18 people, key people, these are important, uh, against people who Aided the 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 um, missile program or other activities, so it was a mixed message and the and the a lot of again it takes a long time to discuss this because the ramifications what what do you do about Europe if the United States uh, doesn 't certify so the agreement falls the Iranians pull out what do the do Europeans continue to support it i, I don't think the Iranians are so going to be so quick to pull out by the way um, so the Administration every three months has to certify. A lot of people believe that they that the president set it up that they will not certify again because of the the violations. In the meantime, the Treasury Department, which has been very effective over the years, and now there's a new assistant secretary who's very devoted to this, and uh, uh, Treasury generally has been. And I think the president uh, has supported imposing uh, more restrictions. Uh, on, on Iran for for uh, the violations, but the technical detail of the JCPOA, and again, we don't even know all the side agreements. At least I don't, and I, I don't know. And I know people have asked, even in recent times, to to have that stuff exposed. Uh, so this is this is why the issue came up, and the president said there will be additional sanctions, which we hope will in fact be uh, be implemented. But they did waive it, and um we'll see now what what how they how Iran and we'll only know afterwards what Iran did secretly
0: and all of this is going on as this new US report which your daily alert published says that Iran is still the leading sponsor of terrorism in the world <laughs>
9: And I think the United States this administration agrees with that, and uh, I think most of the members of Congress agree with it. And I think the American people, uh, by and large, those who follow this stuff will, will understand that, that is, they are the top state sponsor of uh, of terrorism they continue to be not just regarding israel but uh, around the world and the irgc is the primary vehicle by which they do it the iran revolutionary guard corps uh, and it, it's true that they are active uh, globally
0: yeah no question about that all right as we're mired in the depression of the three weeks any good news out there i saw that israel has sent uh, firefighting planes to help Montenegro, that's good.
9: Montenegro, Montenegro, they did. And I think that there's another story, which I think is just funny, that Israel revealed that dozens of Mongolians have come to Israel to get political asylum because they're a member of an opposition force. So the message even gets to Mongolia that Israel is the place to be. But I think the big story and the positive story that broke, which we've alluded to and uh, I reported a little bit after my trip to Israel, where I went to the northern border and saw firsthand what Israelis are doing, what Operation Good Neighbor has yielded. This started uh, more than a year ago, and Israel has provided so much to the 200,000 people living in the region, how many thousands, over 3,000, have been treated in Israeli hospitals? 360 tons of food, 450,000 liters of gas, 100 tons of clothes, 12 tons. uh, You can go on and on. I want to give the whole list, but it's unbelievable generators, uh, caravans, these mobile caravans that we've seen to, so they can have classrooms and set up a clinic. And Israel has provided all of these things quietly to the people uh, of Syria, some of whom have given interviews expressing uh, appreciation, and they provided running water to five thousand people by putting in new piping, and um, and all this in addition to the busloads of of people who come and busload of sick children every week that comes into Israel, and Israel treats them, and many of them are very. Very serious cases that cost a lot of money to to treat, including amputations, and you know kids who have been wounded in the fighting, and uh, and there are Syrian civilians who who have uh, expressed appreciation, and um, there are others in the Arab world who have said they only wish that their governments had done part of what Israel did to help the people uh, in Syria.
0: Unbelievable! Just incredible. <laughs> A light unto the nations, in some cases, in some regard, we really do, or I should say Israel really takes that seriously, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Malcolm, have a wonderful Shabbos. We will speak again next week.
9: Thank you. Have a great Shabbos.
0: Malcolm Holline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We call it the weekly update Fridays here at JM in the AM. Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Matos, and Masayi. As we wrap up the book of Bamidbar, candle lighting time at 8.01 in New York. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av will be on Monday. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av will be on Monday. Rabbi Yudin coming up as we discuss both Parshas Matos and Maseh in this uh, final Friday of the three weeks format. Next week will already be in our nine days format here at JM and the AM. Big shout out to our friends at Bedford-on-Park. I am told by the people who uh, were there last night that we know that it was an incredible experience. Um, I want to thank uh, Chef Alex and everybody there uh, for providing a delicious meal and an incredible environment and atmosphere. If you haven't tried it yet, you must get over there. I guess Sunday night about 8.15-ish in New York would be the last time to have meat, uh, at least in the Ashkenazi community. And I'm not sure what our friends in the Sephardic community do in that regard, um, uh, but we uh, certainly are highly recommending it. Really amazing and uh, located on the northwest corner of 34th Street and Park Avenue in New York City. Bedford on Park. Tell Chef Alex you heard about it right here on JM in the AM. This time, each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomre Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden.
4: Good morning, Nachum. Good of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parashios of Matos and Masay. According to the Chinuch, Matos contains two mitzvahs, one positive and one restriction, and Masay contains six mitzvahs, two positive and four restrictions. Before I begin to discuss a pasuk and a mitzvah that comes from Parshas Masay, I'd like to first introduce the time period where we find ourselves, as indeed this coming Sunday night begins the nine days. And as we approach the nine days, I think that the following Gemara at the end of the third parak, above Abbasra, Basra, HaBatim, will help us appreciate this period of time that we are about to enter. The Gemara tells us that after the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash, this is on 60B in Baba Basra, the Gemara tells us that Rabu Prushin BeYisrael Many Jews at that time became what you would call ascetics saying, wait a second, now that the base of Migdash has been destroyed they on their own said let us not eat meat and let us not drink wine So Rabbi Yoshua said to them, wait a minute why is it that you do not want to drink, eat meat and drink wine. And they said, give out. How can we? How can we eat meat? Which was brought on the Mizbeach, on the altar, when now, unfortunately, the altar is bateil, the altar is idol, meaning there are no korbonos being brought. And how can we drink wine when Wine was poured on the mezbeach, on the altar, and now Batel. So Rabbi yeah. reasoned with them the following. He said, okay, that being the case, you shouldn't eat bread as well because we no longer have the karbonos mincha. And the karbon mincha consisted of flour, oil, and water and was similar to bread. And just as we don't have the karba mincha, we shouldn't have bread. So they answered, fine, let's at least have fruits and vegetables. And what did he answer them? Wait a second. Ayayay. Ay, ay. We no longer have bikurim, the first fruits. They said, okay, maybe we could have other fruits. Okay? But just not these. But he showed them that you cannot. After all is said and done, um, follow that course of reasoning, because that being the case, mayim lo nishta, you shouldn't drink any water either, because after all, there was niso hamayim, the special ceremony during the week of Sukkos, whereby water was poured over the mizbeach. And therefore, said to them, Rabbi Yoshua, and I think this speaks to each and every one of us as well. Bonai, my children, said Rabbi Yoshua, Bo'u omer lochem, Come here, and I'll explain to you the right way to mourn for the Beis Amigdosh. Shalolis abel kol ikar, not to mourn at all, Efshar. That you can do. Why? Because there is a decree that we are just that. In other words, Hashem has unfortunately called for the destruction of the Mikdash, but on the other hand, we certainly have to respond to respond in a way which is to mourn excessively why? because we don't impose a law upon the people that the people can keep and therefore while he said to them what is to be done is when a person plasters his home leave a space by the door that when you walk into your house, there is that clarification. We are to follow that which our Shulchan Aruch and Rabbis tell us, that during the nine days, starting with this coming Sunday evening, there are laws which should be taken very seriously. One, we do not wash clothing during this time, be it a distraction to the um, mourning period except for young children's clothing that you almost never have enough thereof. Secondly, we during the nine days we do not eat meat and we do not drink wine except for Shabbos number one, except for a suudas mitzvah. A suudas mitzvah means a meal that is in conjunction with a mitzvah, such as a bris, such as a pidyon haben, and such as a, su- a uh, siyum meseches. But ideally, the Sium is if one has been studying uh, Talmud and he completes the tractate during the nine days. For the one that completes it, it is like a Yonto for him, and he can invite his immediate family and close friends to participate in that meal. Which can be met, but ideally, one should not alter their schedule of learning so that they either slow the pace or increase the pace that the seal should fall out during the nine days. Uh, during the nine days, swimming is prohibited, and many have the custom to alter the manner in which they bathe during this time, not to bathe in the usual uh, hot water, etc. One can cut their nails during the nine days. Preferably, one should do it as usual for uh, Shabbos. The idea, however, as we saw from that Gemara, is clearly the mindset which goes with this time that we are to realize that we are bereft that we are very much lacking I'd like to point out that towards the end of Parshas Masay you have in chapter 33, Pasuk 53 a verse which according to the Ramban Nachmanides is a biblical mitzvah the Torah says in conjunction with Eretz Yisrael Temba You shall possess the land and you shall settle in it. Why? Ki nosati loreshes osa For Hashem says I have given the land to you to possess it. Now, the fact that this is read On the Shabbos, right before the nine days, I really believe, is not coincidental. It's to give us an incredible sense of appreciation that we are not in this period alone. We are mourning, and indeed He, Hashem as well, is mourning. We are mourning for his Beis HaMikdosh, and he too is mourning for the Beis HaMikdosh, so that he can truly give to us what he wishes to give to us. And indeed, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato, at the end of his Sefer, Derech Hashem, points out that the Kriyas HaTorah has an effect not only upon us who read the Torah, but literally upon the environment. And he points out, V'hinei at the very end of his sefer, Al Yedaya Kriya, Masmid Or Hazos, the sanctity of that which is contained in the Torah portion that's read that day, that Shabbos, literally, literally, there is an energy which is infused into society coming from the reading of the Torah. And think about that positive energy of this positive mitzvah to literally conquer the land settle the land and the appreciation that we have thank God being on the way towards the ultimate Gula. I'd like to note that if you look at the Shmona Esrei that we recite every day during the week the weekday Shmona Esrei so the second half of the section of Bakoshos of requests right after we request the uh, bracha for Birkas Hashanim prosperity asking for our allowance from God Personal communal, come the blessings of kibbutz Golios Tekad for Gadol which means blow that great shofar announcing the coming of Eliyahu Anavi, the coming of Moshiach, the Yachad, and bring us and gather us together, that there will be true unity amongst the Jewish people, arba and Baruch Hato Hashem. It hasn't happened yet, but we say it in the present, I believe that it's going to happen. There's going to be this ingathering of the dispersed of Israel. We started this week on Tuesday, the Meseches Sanhedrin, The next Bracha HaShiva Shovtenu Kavari Shona. Stop and pause for a moment. We're asking for Hashem to restore the great Sanhedrin of 71. The Sanhedrin which is going to meet literally as part of the base Hamikdash Plaza. We go on among these Brachos and we pray. V'Lirushalayim Ircha. Barachamim Toshuv. Hashem, please return to your city of Yerushalayim. And you should know that the Talmud in Tanis Hei Omid Aleph, teaches, Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lo'ovo b'Yerushalayim shelmalo, I will not come into the Yerushalayim on high, until I come to the Yerushalayim below here, showing us that while we are so privileged when we think of what our parents and grandparents didn't have and only could dream of, and what we have started to see today, but not only is the best yet to come, it's ikochaser, the primary aspect that one will be able to sense his presence in Yerushalayim. This is what we are praying for. And we should pause as we say this bracha, especially during the nine days. Stop for a moment and say, Hashem, we want your kingdom on this earth now. We want Moshiach now. We had it first. Anshei Knesset Hagdola coined this in our Shemona Esrei. And finally, Shmakolenu. I don't have the time to go into it, but believe me, the Gra explains this bracha to mean that even if we don't deserve it, Hashem, give it to us because of the special relationship that we have with you and you have with us. I pray that at this time we will take our tefillos more seriously and recognize what we are praying for that please God this time as the Navi Zacharias said will soon be transformed into happy times but until then we have to focus on what we are severely missing Shabbat Shalom to
10: all ba tragedies this day in will be unha- This day, in a we cried with the spice in the desert of mind. Right, right, we'll sing, come, come alive. We'll be at the feast of the like fire. The holiday of disharmony. Here comes my Zadie, rolling. Amikdash I see red Cow Return Get pure God's in the house He's my Hand up I'll take the rock On the eagle's wings Until I'm able I'll be I see red cow return, get pure, God's in the house, here's my talit, hang on, I'll take a ride on the eagle's wings until I'm able, the holiday of Tishunba, to this day, in our. The holiday of Tisha Ball The
1: holiday
10: of Tisha Ball The holiday of Tisha boy The holiday of Tisha
1: boy The holiday of
3: Tisha bone One two three vote <laughs>
1: <rescuedWo Scott Fro löagem> there's a big deal in the heart, there's a challenge to get back, to know the world, دق دولا يا ميميش صار الترغ اشكو اخ معاك وما هرلي او ترق بسمخه صرخ ليتبيش تقلخش على ما شيش كل الزمان به كل ما تصب شموت خيوها Sing along, join us sing the simple song. song. Happiness is all you need to lift your show up to succeed. So come and join us now. One, two, three, go. Hey, Its and how you
0: morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. Erev Shabbos Parsha's Matos and Masay with candle lighting at 8.01 in New York. Rosh Chodesh coming up Monday. Uh, L'Chad done by uh, the Maccabees. You heard Micha Gamerman's Simcha, the holiday of Tisha B'av. That was schlockrock Rock here at J.M. in the A.M. 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. Naomi Nachman coming up. She's got table for two every single Friday morning. And um, Today, she'll feature Adini Klein of Dini Delivers, Esther Katz, director of Camp Shoshanim, and Johnny Schlagbaum, assistant director of Camp Nesha. They're all going to be together in the table for two encore coming up between 9 and 10 this morning, Eastern Time, here after J.M. and the A.M. Arab Shabbos Music Mix, sponsored by our friends at Kedem, begins at 10 a.m. all the way until candlelighting time. Saturday night, Siegel, tomorrow night with Avrami. Rabbi Eliezer's Wickler on the Torah portion is part of that program. 11 p.m. headlines with David Lichtenstein, with debates of modern-day issues and halacha with various rabbis and community leaders. And, of course, Matis has JM Sunday. Matis uh, starts JM Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday, all the way until 9 o'clock. Make sure to be tuned in. He'll be doing the uh, final three-weeks format edition. And uh, Monday, of course, will be in our nine-days format on Rosh Chodesh Av. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos here at JMNAM. Big hello to our friends up at Camp Missora who are tuned in. We love getting messages when our friends at Camp Missora are tuned in. Um, so on Sunday night, Hidden, the brand-new documentary uh, by Project Witness is going to be shown. Um, it's Sunday night, 8 o'clock at the Unusual of Hillcrest, 169-07 Jewel Avenue. And Sunday at 8.15 p.m. in Lakewood at in Neimas Achaim Chuppah Room at 555 Oak Street down in Lakewood. The Teaneck event was switched to next Saturday night. So it's not tomorrow night in Teaneck. It's next Saturday night, the 29th in Teaneck, beginning at 10 p.m. All right, so projectwitness.org has all the information, projectwitness.org or 718-WITNESS, 718-WITNESS. Check it out. Tovia Tannenbaum versus Peter Beinard is coming up Tuesday night at the Jewish Theater of New York. But keep in mind, that Tovia Tannenbaum, the author of The Lies They Tell, is speaking at Beth Shulam, 390 Broadway in Lawrence, uh, this coming Sunday, beginning at 7.30 p.m. All right, that's happening this coming Sunday. The PUA third annual barbecue benefit happens this coming Sunday. That's going to be at the Honig Home. Uh, On Muriel Avenue in Lawrence, New York, PuaOnline.org, PuaOnline.org. We will have a barbecue, wine, scotch, and beer tasting, an inspirational video, and magic by Sam Jacobs. PuaOnline.org or 718-336-0603, 718-336-0603. That is happening happening on Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. A reminder from Project Witness that the uh, Holocaust Education Conference, entitled Transmitting Memory, Commemorating Heroism, Empowering Today's Educators for Tomorrow's Students, starts at the Center for Jewish History on Monday night, uh, beginning at 5 p.m. and continues on Tuesday and Wednesday at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Information, again, projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org, or you can uh, dial 718-WITNESS, again, that's 718 Witness. Uh, for details on that. Um, by the way, the, the documentary Hidden, uh, the Project Witness documentary Hidden, which we've been talking about, will be shown Monday night up at the Shiva of Spring Valley in Muncie on College Road that starts at 8 p.m. All the information at 718-WITNESS and again, projectwitness.org uh, for additional information. All righty, those are some of the things going on in our community. You can uh, please utilize the community calendar uh, on our website, community calendar. You'll find it at knocklomsegal.com. Feel free to utilize it to tell the world um, about anything that's going on in your area. Good idea, no? I think so. More coming up. It's a three weeks format Friday. Erev Shab is a jam in the air. <laughs>
1: Shame, her call, is more, her call, the shame is the fate of na, na 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 na, no, no, na na na,
2: I'm going i
0: And that wraps up an amazing week for us here at JM in the AM. Getting set for Parsha's Matos and Masse to wrap up the book of Bamidbar. Candle lighting at 8.01. We'll venture to tomorrow. Time to say Good Shabbos. It's Journeys. And this is JM in the AM.
1: The sun is going down. It's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by.
0: Zaki, wishing them a very good Shabbos. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSigal.com on the NachumSigal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up a great week for us here at JM in the AM. Rummy tomorrow night. He'll start after Shabbos with um, Saturday Night Siegel. Mat this Sunday morning between 7 and 9 for a live three-weeks edition of JM Sunday. Coming up next, an encore presentation of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman with a wonderful uh, cast, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of great guests. Kedem's presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix starts at 10 a.m. Keep it on all day until candle lighting. You will be thrilled with the Arab Shabbos three-week selections keeping you company no matter where you are. Have a fabulous Shabbos, wonderful weekend. Till Monday, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.